Hello everyone, welcome back to the No Nonsense DSO Podcast. My name is Jay Trail and I'm always here with my mother, Kara Trail. Hello. And we do apologize to you guys. It has been a couple of weeks since we got a podcast out to you, but we have both been very busy. Um, Kara actually has just finished four major projects for Henrietta Dental Group, so congratulations, Mom, on doing that. And now we are actually on vacation. I'm leaving today, but Mom is taking a nice long vacation for all her hard work, Um, so I applaud her for that. Um, But today, it's really going to be her episode. She is talking about really where her expertise lies um, in this whole process. Um, She's going to be talking about different checklists and things like that that you need to do after you sign an LOI. Make sure you have everything ready to go for that go live date. So this isn't going to be talking about any financing or banks or anything like that. We're going to be talking about that next episode. But this is everything you need to get done from basically, what would you say, Mom, an operation standpoint slash just getting everything ready, making everybody feel more comfortable like we always talk about. You want that team to feel comfortable when you come in and take over and make sure that you're not making them feel like it's a massive uh, culture change or anything like that. We're not trying to do that. We're just trying to come in there and support them. That's what we're trying to do, just support. So I'll let mom take it away. I'll ask her a couple of questions if I need to, um, and we'll kind of just go from there, mom. So go ahead. Let's get right into it. All right. Sounds good. Um So this is really about 90 days out, right after you sign the LOI. And there may be a little time discrepancy, just depending on how how the deal is. But once you get that LOI signed, you really need to put together, we call it an information sheet for the the selling doctor. Whether they're staying or not staying, it doesn't matter. You're still going to need all this information. It's probably seven, eight pages worth of information you need what their name is, what their tax ID number is, what their NPI number is. You're going to need, you know, all their payroll information for all their um, team members. Uh, you're going to need the credentialing information. Who do they <clears throat> participate with with insurance and who do they not? You'll need all the account the accounts that they have um, information, AP, uh, what their practice software management is, and all that kind of stuff. So it is like a seven, eight, nine page Um, thing to fill out and I usually give them about 30 days to fill that out because it is a lot of information that they need so I'll send it as soon as the LOI is signed send them um, an email and just just say I need this information so we can make the transition go as smoothly as possible and um, most of the time it's not a big deal they they understand that selling a business you know takes some time and like I said again that it doesn't matter whether the doctor is staying or not staying you still have to send this information out so once you get that information back, the next thing that you want to do is start the credentialing process. And there's all kinds of different plans and methods and ways to do credentialing. And that's just part of what your DSO you know, will decide on. Um, what your um, founding doctor was participating with to start with. Uh, what the new doctor's participating with. And then over time, you kind of get in a, hey, this is going to be our insurances that we use and you know credential with and then if there's something that comes up new like we just had recently um, maybe you you go and do that as well um but the biggest thing is credentialing just takes a very long time and you have got to be a tenacious person to get the credentialing done um so i did the credentialing for a long long time 
Um, I've passed that off to um, a couple different ladies in our, a, um, our group right now who do a marvelous job. Um, but it is a very time-consuming, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You've got to be very organized to get this done. And you cannot be afraid to bother the crap out of the insurance companies um, to get this, to get it done. Uh, so And get it done right. The right part is the most important, yes. the most important thing. Um, so anyway, so that's really the biggest thing that you want to, those are the two biggest things that you want to start with is the um, information sheet and, and the credentialing. And then it comes down to when do you meet the team? And the selling doctor really dictates when he wants um, you to meet the team. And there's a lot of different reasons why they are okay with you meeting them maybe 30 days in advance, <clears throat> which is ideal. 30 days is a perfect, perfect time to be able to meet the team. But there are reasons where they don't want to do that. Um, they only want to do it, you know, a week out, or we've had some that don't even tell their team until the day of. And it makes it really hard because this is a huge, huge transition for for the team and we want everybody to stay like that is the most important thing that we are trying to do in this transition is to keep all the team members if possible um and, and i would not recommend waiting a day or even a week <laughs> i would let them know as soon as possible so they can get comfortable like we were talking about in the beginning they can get comfortable with the new people that are coming in and the new faces that they're going to see coming into the office checking and making sure everything's okay Again, not changing what they're doing just to make them feel comfortable, especially when they have questions about, like I'm sure uh, Kara's going to get into, about is their payroll uh, times going to change and different stuff like that. Um, it's really just making them feel comfortable, and I'll say it a hundred more times. Yeah. Um, if the team is not comfortable, it's going to be a very, very hard transition um, to get done. So you want to make sure that they're feel comfortable with you, get to know you, uh, know, you know, just build some trust with them. And you can't do that in the, in the, in the one day. I mean, you could do it over time, but then you just kind of start off on the wrong foot. But then again, remember, this is all about what the selling doctor wants. We can always give them our recommendation, but you also want to make sure you complete the sale. And the way to do that is to make that selling doctor happy. 100%. So let's just say that we're all good and we can do, you know, um, 30 days out. So 30 days out, you want to go in and you want to meet the team. And we always use our leadership team to go meet the team. We've got Dr. Henritzi, we've got Kevin Pope, and then we've got, got me that does, um, that goes in and talks to the team members. And what Dr. Ritzy does excellent job on and he just gives them our vision for our DSO because a lot of people hear DSO and it's corporate and awful and they're going to cut their pay and no benefits and you're going to have to work you know only 40 or 39 and a half hours a week and blah 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 so Andy Dr. Ritzy does a really good job giving them our vision to make them feel comfortable to give them the reason that their doctor is selling to Dr. Henritzi as well. Because usually the doctors don't do it. They just tell the staff and that's it. Like, hey, I'm selling. They're going to come meet you tomorrow. And then you've got that 24 hours of people freaking out. Yeah. So that's why you want to have it very close um, to come in. 
And if the doctor is um, staying, the do- I love to have the doctors in that meeting. Yes. Um, if they aren't staying, it doesn't, <clears throat> it matters, but it doesn't matter, you know, quite as much. But, um, so Dr. Ritzy gives the um, vision. And then at that point, that has answered a lot of their questions and fears. Not all of them, but questions and fears. But really, there's only two big things that they're worried about. And then they worry about this. I don't want to say silly things, but then they worry about things that really are very easy to fix. But the biggest two things is, one, do I get to keep my job? And number two, do I get to get paid the same amount of money? Because that's it. That's all they care about, the same benefits. Do I have a job when this is over? Do I have the same amount of benefits? Do I get paid the same? Because they're supporting their families, and they're scared to death. And those are the two biggest things. And that is part of what Dr. Rizzi does really good is just giving them the vision, telling them we need you to stay because we do, and we want to make sure that this works to the best of everybody's ability. And once they hear that, they're much better. Um, they're, they're just much better listening to that. And that meeting is hard to do the very first time, but you get used to it over time. Um, if you're part of the DSA leadership team going in there and, and talking to the team members and then the other little things that they'll, they'll worry about and ask you questions. And, and one of the biggest things in that meeting is if they start asking specific questions that you quite haven't figured out yet, all you say is, you know, I'm not sure, but I will get back to you. And then you get back to them. But for instance, you know, we've had a couple of people ask, hey, I bring my daughter in after school for two hours um, to help me with daycare. Like, we don't know. We don't know if that's something that we're going to allow them to do or not. Um, so that's just something that you don't answer, you know, right that quite, like, right yeah. that second. But on the other one, they ask, hey, are we going to get new uniforms? And if you have a uniform policy, then you can say, yes, we're going to get new uniforms. Um, you know, I've found where, you know, a lot of the times we will say nothing changes that first day, except for putting money in a different bank account, which is true, but I don't love the word change because there's a ton of changes that they're getting ready to experience. And I can't, I don't like the word nothing will change because everything changes. I mean, it really, it really does. But, you know, we're here to support you. The, the main difference that's going to be on the first day is um, the money's going to go into a different bank account. And we will go over all of that stuff later um, and that kind of thing. So that's what the main <clears throat> meeting is about. You let them ask questions. And some of them, depending on how long the time frame is between when the dentist has told them and we come in on how many questions that they'll have. And at that point, you can kind of see who the leaders are in that team and who aren't. And it's just a, it's a great way to figure out that dynamic of it. You may have some tears. We've had tears and you just try to ask them what's wrong. And sometimes people can deal with it and sometimes they can't. But normally if you're just there going, it's totally acceptable to have tears. It is totally acceptable to be upset and scared and worried. This is a big change. I mean, you are talking about them supporting their family. It's a big change for them to do that. And you are just there to start building that trust. So, you know, the first the first time, and then you, you know, get back to asking them questions. 
some will have very long questions. I mean, like a whole sheet of paper. And some will be like, we don't have any questions. Like, because they can't even think at that time. It really just depends on the time frame <clears throat> between when the selling dentist has told them. Yeah. And um, when we get in there, when, yeah. in there to meet them. And I'll let you take a breather real quick, Mom. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but this kind of goes back to when she was talking about Dr. and Ritzy um, going in there and being a great person to go and kind of calm these people down. That's when we talked about partners a couple episodes back. When you're looking for your first partner and you're looking for your leadership team, this is where you really need to take a lot of time and find the right people because this is a big, big part of winning the right partners is being able first to talk to their doctors and ease their anxieties, but then also being able to go into the new team and be able to answer all their questions, be a people person, be somebody that can relate to them and understand this is what's going to happen and be straight up honest with them and not cutting any corners. You want somebody that is just, you want them to be a good partner, especially if they're going to be a part of your leadership team. Um, so I'll let you get back to it, Mom, but I just want to throw that in. No, it is, it is extremely extremely important that you have somebody that knows what the vision is believes it a hundred percent and is able to go in there and talk to all these all these team members yes. and any team members once you have them too because you're always going to have you yeah. know things that come up then but and then after that meeting well during actually we'll say during that meeting whoever is doing the acquisition that's going to be on the ground and that is usually me on what I do <clears throat> is you just let them know, as long as it's okay with the um, seller, which normally it is at that point if they're letting you come in 30 days in advance, it's just let them know, hey, I'm going to come and visit you every week for an hour or two before we go live. And that allows them to have time to answer questions. That allows them time to get to know you. That allows them uh, just to have, build some trust with them. And then you can take all of those questions and what you see, because you're always looking at um, how the team's reacting, you know, what their attitude is, you know, what their questions are. You can really, really figure out what their biggest fears are, depending on what questions they ask. And then you take those back the next four weeks to your leadership team and try to solve issues before you go live. So that way it is a very smooth um, transition. You may go in there and um, see, oh my word, this is not a healthy environment at all. They do not get along. They're, they're mean to each other. They are tattletelling on each other. Um, and that's an issue. And you need to figure that out. You know, you're not going to change anything day one, but you do need to figure out what the dynamics are of, of the team. Then again, you could go in there and it's perfect. So that's part of, you know, building that trust. So you go in there and that world... At this point, I say 30 days, but we're like four weeks out. You go in there that first time, and you are literally there only to say, hey, nice to meet you. I always bring them a little goodie. Um, and um, you are there that first week just to answer questions. Um, you, what, what are your fears? What are your questions you're asking them? And then in the background, you have a little, have a little checklist, but in the background, at that point, you should have that information checklist from the doctor. So you are, you know, going in there and trying to do fictitious names. You know what the fee schedules are, um, the, the HR, you know what their benefits. So you're solving in the background, do they have a 401k or is it an IRA? You know, those kind of things that you're trying to figure out. Do they have health insurance? Do they not have health insurance? 
how much is their um, vacation, when's their payroll cycle. That's a really big one to try to figure out. Um, and then marketing, trying to figure out what are you guys going to do as far as marketing? Are you changing the sign? You know, those kind of things as far as marketing goes for that for the four weeks out. Um, and then you just start working on changing over over the accounts in the background for, for the for four weeks out. And that's a lot to get started um, that. Now, I will, will tell you one thing, and I always, I'm not sure I have brought them one time, is when you are in that meeting, always bring business cards so you can hand them out. I do not know why I always forget. It's horrible. I'm like, I will have to bring them to you. Um, anyway, that's just a little, little key is, um, you know, to do that. The, and I'll go back to that meeting because I forgot one really important thing. The one thing that we do and um, is that we technically give the team members what's called an offer letter. So they feel like they have control over what their benefits are going to be on, hey, they get an offer letter a week out, they get a chance to read it, go over and ask questions. And that way, there's just no guessing um, on what their benefits are going to be. And then that way, they have a time to be able to look at it, talk to their family and and do it that way. So I forgot about the, the offer letter. So anything else that you can think of for four weeks out? No. I mean, there's a lot in there. Um, it would take forever to cover every yeah. single thing. But if you guys have any questions, shoot us an email and we can get it to you um, and just kind of go over from there. But I believe we're going to three weeks out now. Yep. Okay. So three weeks out is when you want to start working on um, getting the workman's comp, malpractice, work on getting the business license, personal property, all those insurances that you want to work on. The other thing at that point you need to start, especially three weeks out, is you need to start ordering the credit card machines. Remember, we talked about putting money in a different bank account. They have got to have a different credit card machine the very first day because you don't want it going into the old account. Um, and deposit books, um, depending on whether you're going to do, I call it a RID, but it's a remote image deposit machine. So it just depends, but you got to make sure that you have deposit slips. Um, and then if you're doing care credit, care credit or any of your other uh, financing companies usually takes about three weeks to finalize um, and you want to make sure that's up and going for the first day. Um, it's just it's just easier that way. Um, and then really you're starting to order things. So you want to make sure you get your appointment cards, envelopes, business cards, stamps, um, and then your marketing strategy. Start working on um, building, you know, adding those things to your website, you're going to need emails, um, and, and that kind of thing. So that's really three weeks out, you're really starting to get all the financial stuff in the background set up, because those, those things take um, a couple weeks. And then of course, you follow up on everything you did for week four, which is credentialing and, um, you know, fictitious names and, you know, those kind of things. So remember, you got week four, and then you got week three, and you're always following up on the other two weeks. Because if you don't follow up, you're gonna you're gonna miss some things. So anything else on week three, Jay? No. Okay. All right, two weeks. Um, out. hold oh. on. Sorry, we're going to two weeks out, but I don't even know if we said this. I think we might have got ahead of ourselves. Maybe if we did, but let's just go back to it. So when we're talking about two weeks out, that's two weeks out from the closing day. Um, yes. I'm not sure Sorry. if we talked about that or not. Sorry, Jay. Just um, keep on going. <laughs> but um, So after you sell the LOI, we were 90 days out in the beginning, and then we went from four weeks to three weeks to now two weeks. 
Um, like I think I may have said it in the beginning, but I just want to make sure that. So this is everything that you need to do to get prepared. And then next time we'll talk a little bit more. We already kind of talked about it, but uh, financing, the different ways you can do that, the different banks that we use and that Scott Cruz uses, um, and just different ways you can go about it. Um, so we'll talk about that next episode and the closing day about what <clears throat> what you need to make sure you have everything done on that day. And then after that, we're going to be going into our next uh, season two. Um, and then you'll be hearing a lot more from mom during that um, because that is also her area of expertise as well. So just wanted to do that. Okay, now back to week two. Just wanted, <laughs> two weeks out. Just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I get ahead of myself. Sorry about that. So remember you visited him in week four and week three, and now you're visiting them in week in week um, we're two weeks out. So at this point... You should have a really good relationship with the team, especially who you think may be like the office lead or office manager, um, kind of the leader of that group. And um, if the dentist is staying, you'll you'll have a, a good relationship with them as well. So during the second week out, um, really, you just start introducing the the transition plan. What's going to be happening on the live date? Um, because at that point, you don't really know all the details until you start getting everything set up, you know, um, the days before. The other thing is, is if there's any training for the team, you're going to start um, uh, just have a plan for them on on what they need to do for that. And that's, it just depends on, I mean, I'm going to say training because it could be all kinds of different things. It just depends on what your DSO does. Um, the other thing is, is it if they have a practice management system that you do not use, for instance, um, we use Denicon, and which is awesome, and just say they use Dentrix. Well, if you're not too familiar with Dentrix, you better start learning it a little bit. So maybe you spend a little time with um, someone in that office to teach you how to do the basics. You don't really need to know how to make appointments. You need to know how to run reports in those on those um, practice management systems because you're going to need to want to run AR. How does AR look before you get in there? You're going to want to um, learn where the deposit slips are so you can remote in and look at all that stuff before you change over the practice management system. And there is a big discussion and it's really office to office on whether you change the practice management system immediately to what you use or um, you just keep it for 90 days or six months or whatever. It really just depends on that office. But I will say that the, the faster you do it, the better it is. And you want to make sure that you tell your team um, that that is happening. And don't hide that ever. And don't pretend it's going to be easy because it's not. I mean, that's the biggest thing is that we've got you. We'll get you through it. This is when it's going to happen. But just learn how to use that practice management um, system. And then that's when you send out, we were talking about the uh, offer letters, contracts with the team members for their um uh, so they know what their benefits are, so they can stop, you know, stressing about that. And I also have the two weeks out is to bring in my IT guy to um, take a look at the computers because it's really important that you have, um, you know, at least updated computers. Actually, it's really important that you just know what the computers are like because a lot of times people don't buy computers for 10 years and you know how fast technology changes. So that's a really important other um, vendor that I have come in and take a look at stuff early before the actual live date 
um, or closing date goes is to have the IT um, go in there. And if the selling dentist is staying, it makes it easy and he's able to um, put some software on the computer to remote in so we can, you know, help um, remotely. But sometimes the doctor doesn't allow us, the selling doctor doesn't allow us to do it, which is fine, but at least the IT guys has an idea of what all work needs to be done that weekend before we go on the live date. But that's a really big, important thing. And then just, again, following up three to four weeks afterwards and having communication with the team during all this is, is really important. Um, anything else week two that you can think of? Okay, now we are one week out. Um, our goal uh, is to um, close on a Monday. It just makes it so much easier because then we can, lots of different reasons for money, but also for the transition of everything that we need to have set up over the weekend um, so we can get in there when people aren't working, um, change credit card machines, you know, and that kind of stuff. So um, one week out, everybody should have their offer letter at that point um, and pretty much all the paperwork's filled out and sent back in that last week so we can start getting them on um, the payroll the first day. Um, creating cheat sheets. Cheat sheets really, really help them out. There's going to be a lot of different logins that you're going to need. Contact people information, uh, their phone numbers, um, emails, and that kind of stuff. So creating the cheat sheet for the team is, is really important. And over time, you will have these things that you've already set up, so they're not quite as so much work at the beginning of building your DSO. But these are, are things that are really important to make sure, you know, that you have. Um, and then the other thing is just be there for that last week um, for, for the team to let them know you're here, you're supporting them, everything that's happening, and then you're just following up. By week one, this last week out, credentialing better be done. All your credit card machines, all your bank accounts, all of your business license, all of your insurance, all of that stuff needs to be set up by um, by the one week, you know, one week out from the live week. And that's really the biggest thing that you're doing in um, that last week is just following up and making sure you didn't miss anything. Your appointment card should be in by then. Um, your, you know, business cards, your letterheads. Uh, your envelopes, all that stuff should be here by week one, one week out, so you can um, have all that stuff to take over and be ready to do, you know, that very first, that very first live week. And we'll talk about the live week and banks and all that kind of stuff later and closing, but that's, you know, the stuff that needs to be done um, during the four weeks. Now, with the, one of the things that I think I missed it really doesn't matter the four weeks, three weeks, or two weeks out is all the other accounts um, like um, Benco, Patterson, Henry Schein, all those accounts, AP, um, the utility accounts, any of the other vendors, uh, labs, and you know those kind of things. Those can be changed over immediately or those can be done after the live date. It just really, really depends on if the doctor is staying or not staying. Because if the doctor's not saying you absolutely have all have to have all those changed over, but if the doctor is staying, those are accounts that you can change over um, once um, the contract is signed, and you can just slowly but surely start changing them over. Because you're just taking over the bills anyway; it really doesn't matter whose names it in at that point. So, just 
that's a big difference on if they're staying or not staying is how many accounts that you have to change over before um, you get it done. And that will, all that information will be on that information sheet that we talked about, you know, that seven to nine page information sheet at the beginning. So, yep, that's a lot of work to do, but it's fun. And yep. I'll tell you, I love, <coughs> these four weeks are fun because you get to know new team members and I, that's one of the fun. I love I love being new teams and new doctors and that kind of stuff. And I learned a ton those weeks too. So um, it's awesome. Yeah, um, it's a lot of work, um, and I'm sure that um, Kara missed something. Um, oh, I'm sure or, I did, or maybe not. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of stuff you got to get done. Uh, Mom has this um, check sheet um, that she uses. Uh, amazing. Um, if you be interested in looking at at that or talking to her more about that just shoot her an email um she'd love to take a phone call with you and help you in any shape or form that you need um but i think that's going to be it for this episode like i said next episode we're going to talk about financing and banks and stuff along that nature to get up to your closing date um and what where your attorney needs to be involved and different things like that Um, so we'll go from that. And then after that, we're going to go into live week one, um, where what you should be doing and how you should be growing your DSO and what is the next steps after you have that first office. Um, so we will see you guys next week and talk to you guys next week. We will not miss another week or two weeks like we did last (laughs) time. I promise you that. Um, so mom, you can now say goodbye to the people. Bye people.